listening to the First Community Podcast, where we talk about life and faith with our First Baptist family. I'm April Adams. And I'm Caroline Roberts. And today we are here with Joey Huggins. The Good one morning. And, only. <laughs> <laughs> and Joey, you've already had an interview this morning, so, right? Yes, I was on WVOC radio here in Columbia talking about homeworks and our fall blitz. Um Tomorrow, where we'll be working on seven homes here in Columbia with student volunteers. Oh, wow. Student volunteers from? All over. uh, Middle school, high school, and college kids from um, various churches, um, sports groups, um, organizations. And so it's going to be a great time. That's awesome. Well, since we're talking about (laughs) homeworks, let's go ahead and talk more about homeworks. So what do you do with homeworks? This is your job? This is your full-time this is my full-time job. Um, I'm blessed to be the executive director of Homeworks of America, um, which is headquartered here in Columbia, South Carolina. And we provide free home repairs to elderly, um, disabled, and disabled veterans, um, not only here in Columbia, but across the state, um, up into North Carolina and Georgia even. Um, and we do most of our work with student volunteers, middle school, high school, and college kids, teaching them a skill hopefully um, introducing them to construction or to engineering and uh, keeping them out of trouble mostly. (laughs) That's awesome. Do you feel like working with with students in in kind of a dangerous setting too? (laughs) Like how how does that how does that go? Are they pretty are they pretty willing to want to pick up skills and work hard or do you struggle to um, get them motivated or to keep them safe? How, how does that work? <laughs> well, a, a lot of, most of our volunteers come very motivated. They want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say our girls are the best workers um, and they want to learn. And uh, most of the time, um, you know, kids today, uh, a lot different from when we grew up and uh, they're not outside a lot. Um, a lot of video games and school and sports and travel ball. Mm-hmm. So the opportunities aren't there um, like they used to be, I would say. And so we get a lot of folks that have never picked up a power tool. And um, it's great to see them changed as they go home. Um, I tell everybody the story about Emma. Um, two years ago, our first summer session in Charleston, South Carolina for the week, um, Emma came from Greenville and um, Sunday afternoon, we're getting checked in and we're doing all of our safety briefs and you can tell she's nervous. And, um, you know, this is maybe the wrong thing for me this week. And so, you know, I just said, Emma, you know, what's wrong? And she said, I've never picked up a power tool ever and I'm scared. And I said, well, first and foremost, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, but then we're going to teach you everything you need to know. And, um, by Thursday, um, we were doing a roof in Charleston and she was ripping, OSB material to go on the roof better than I could do it. And that that little girl went home empowered. That's and she went mm-hmm. home changed. As a matter of fact, she's probably going to be a summer intern for Homeworks wow. um, between her senior year this year and in college. So mm-hmm. it's neat to see change and empower somebody to do something. Yeah, there's something about holding a power tool. <laughs> it is great. And no pressure to mess up, you know. Yeah. You can mess it up 15 times. We don't care. So That's great. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, how do the people who you help, how do they respond? Oh, I would say 99% of everybody we help are just so grateful. Um, 
mo- I would say most of the people that we help are lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, they could care less about their home. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 70, 80, and 90 years old, and they just want someone to talk to. Um, I told the guys on the radio this morning that um, we've already previewed two, two homes this year where the elderly homeowner, she's a widow, she's outlived both her husband and her children. Mm-hmm. And we, we did that times two. And so they just want somebody to talk to. Our yeah. phone rings about 40 times a day at HomeWorks, and most of them don't need repair help. They just want somebody to chat with. And mm-hmm. so it's ministry all the way around. So you say ministry, and I know that, you know, it's awesome to see how the Lord, like, blesses our, you know, the physical work that we do in His name. Um, but how, so how on, how do you, you know, get to use, you know, what you're doing in terms of, like, I guess, um, in terms of a ministry? So not just serving people, but serving them, you know, with the gospel. Like, how do you, how do you see that play out um, in what you, what you get to do? Well, um, I tell folks when I got to HomeWorks, you know, we, we were, our mission state, part of our mission statement was faith-based. And um, I took that out. I took it out. And I said, we're not faith-based, we're Christ-centered. Mm. Because you can have faith in anything. People have faith in gravity, you know. Mm-hmm. We have, um, we're Christ-centered. And so um, Christ called us to love God with everything we've got and to love others around us as we love ourselves. And so... The way I see it, if you're out serving without love, then it's like the Bible says, it's a obnoxious drum, you know? And mm-hmm. um, and we, we serve with anybody and everybody. We, we don't discriminate. We want everybody to come out, but we're going to let everybody know right up front that, you know, we're going to pray with that homeowner That's cool. um, in the morning, at lunch, and before we leave. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about Jesus as we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because a lot of the work we do is hard it's nasty it's awful and you got to have a, a different type of love to do that and so um if it's not christ-based and and, and centered on him then you're going to get out of kilter quickly mm-hmm. yeah i like that word it's hard to it's hard to keep going and i'm sure doing something as tough and as you know strenuous as manual labor like that consistently and in hard places when you're not coming from a place of the love of Christ. I mean, that's got to be what fuels you. That's that's really awesome. Um, and it's cool to hear that students and people that are involved in that mission aren't necessarily people that know Jesus. So them getting to see that kind of love in such a clear, um, tangible way, um, I'm sure is, is a ministry and, and a testimony in and of yep. itself. So that's really cool. One of the biggest lessons I've learned in my life is um, I used to be all about tell, 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 tell. And it's really not about telling. It's about showing. And you can do a lot more by your actions than you can by preaching and yelling and screaming. Yeah. So yeah. So um, do you want to kind of talk about how you got to HomeWorks or where you like how that – I don't know. How long have you been at HomeWorks? I've been at HomeWorks for two – going on two years now and um it's kind of a neat story um i spent eight years in the navy uh after i graduated carolina and came home and uh went to work building schools around south carolina uh, mostly in the midlands but um, from newberry to florence and had a great time doing that for 10 years and um but i could feel the lord moving me especially after i got sick um 
And so I was out and about for about a year um, battling um, sickness. And so when I came back, the Lord healed me, which was a miracle in yeah. itself. And so when I came back, you know, you start to really have those, um, you start asking yourself those questions, like, what am I doing? And, you know, what does the Lord want me to do? And, and I'll be honest with you, I prayed a prayer, a simple prayer for about a year of, Lord, take my life and lead it. Just take my life and lead it. And, and if this is it, that's great. I'm going to do the best I can here. And so uh, where I'm planted. And so uh, as I was praying that prayer, um, I made a job change um, to Collier's International here in Columbia. And um, it was really different. It was the same stuff, but just really different. I went from building schools to real estate and um, met a lot of different people. And one of the folks I met was um, Mr. Mac Bennett from the United Way of the Midlands. Okay. And one of my first projects um, at LCK was to build a new dental and optical clinic for um, the United Way in our county building. I got to know Mac very well. Mac's a dear friend of um, one of my dear friends, my discipleship partner, Kevin Lindler. And so I think Mac was kind of intrigued about what Kevin and I had going through real here at First Baptist. And just we went to lunch about once a quarter and got to be very good friends. And one day... Out of the blue, I got an email from Mac and said, "Hey, I need to meet. Um, I need to meet Homeworks." And um, I didn't have the time. Um, I was busy, and so some a couple of months went by, and, and finally Homeworks reached out to me, and you know we went and met uh, Jim Powell um, as a Presbyterian minister that was the executive director at the time. We went and had coffee, and um, he said, "We're looking for a construction guy." And um, I said, well, if you find one, let me know. Or if I find one, I'll let you know. Yeah. And, um, Be on the lookout. And he said, uh, but um, our, our volunteer corps is, is students, young people, and we need someone that can work well with students. And I said, well, I'm, I'm the Awana commander at my church. I work with kids a lot. But um, I tell you what, Jim, if I find somebody, I'll send them your way. And he said, well, a lot of our site leaders that, that run a lot of these projects are, you know, men, construction men, and we need someone that that kind of works with men and maybe, you know, start discipling them. And I said, well, Kevin and I, uh, we kind of coordinate real at First Baptist, and I tell you what, if I find that guy, I'll send him your way. And he said, Joe, it sounds like you're the guy. And I said, um, no, thank you. I'm, I'm good. And the whole time I'm praying that prayer, Lord, take my life. And, lead. and so... I come out of that meeting and uh, I, you know, I do what everybody else do, would do. I, I come out and I call my wife, Crystal. I say, "Hey, I just got, you know, I had a conversation with Homeworks. They're a repair repair nonprofit. They use kids as their volunteer force, and it's a full time gig, and it's statewide." And she said, "Well, that sounds pretty cool." And I said, "Well, that's not what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say, hey, go back to work,' you know." <laughs> I said, well, I'll call my, my buddy Kevin and um, run it by him. And um, I called him, and he said, yeah. He looked at him on the Internet, and my uh, my boss here at the bank is on their board, so they're pretty legit. And so uh, so short story long, I uh, interviewed with Homeworks, and two years later, here I am. Mm -hmm. So, But it's been very – it's been the first time in my life where the plan wasn't mine. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. God's and um, stepping out of the comfort zone. And it has been a, I mean, the people that I have met throughout the state and the region, um, the, the homeowners I've met, the kids that I've met. And um, 
it's just been great. And when you're living in God's will for your life, life is good. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, but mm-hmm. it's good and yeah. it's fruitful. And there's a lot of um, I've heard that term Sabbath rest, mm-hmm. that you're not spending your days, you know, wondering. You're not spending your days toiling. You're in His will, and um, it's it's cool. Well, switching gears a little bit, you mentioned Awanas, so that's something that you're involved in. Tell us about that. Awana, Sunday nights here at First Baptist Church, um, our kindergarten through um, fifth grade. Um, it is just awesome. You know, teaching, our, our mission is to teach kids God's Word um, through Scripture memorization, and it's just neat. And um, we have a lot of great volunteers down there. Um, that just spend time with our little ones, um, especially the ones that can't read yet, <laughs> but they're uh, they're memorizing God's word, and you know, you ha- we we get them to hide it in their hearts so they won't forget it, and um, it's just very rewarding to see those little ones grow up, you know, through cubbies, three year old to fifth grade, leaving the children's area knowing that they've got a a pretty good foundation of biblical truth to take with them as they go to middle school and high school and beyond. That's awesome. And even moving forward, so you, you know, you're involved in discipling children and then also you play a huge role in, you know, our men's discipleship ministry here at the church. Um, I guess, could you just speak briefly to like, maybe there's, you know, guys out there and, and I know there's women out there that just brothers and sisters who struggle to find, you know, discipleship in their life, and discipleship is so important to our walk with the Lord. Um, but maybe just speaking to that ministry and and how people could, um, what it's meant to you, and then also, you know, how necessary it is for those who may be searching um, for that for that kind of, um, I guess, I guess avenue to grow their walk with the Lord closer. Yeah. Um... Real at First Baptist Church, um, our men's discipleship, you know, our goal every day is we want our men to be more in love with Jesus tomorrow than they were today. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's done through accountability, and I know that sounds kind of, you know, intense, but it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just groups of guys getting together and, hey, are you praying every day? You know, going through a day without prayer. Um, I used to do it all the time, and now... I don't know how you live life without it. Um, are you in the Word every day? Um, and, and I'm not talking about reading, you know, six books a day. It's just, <laughs> you know, I find myself I read a verse and just stay on it for a week or two weeks at a time, just to a help memorize it and yeah. b just to see all the different truths that can come out of that, you know, in your life in that season. And um, you know, we joke around First Baptist that if you're in real, you know, anybody ought to be able to walk up to you and say, "What's the latest thing you've read in the Word?" And you ought to be able to tell them just like that. Oh, now I want to go test them. Come on, test <laughs> <Yeah>. us. T- <laughs> That's good accountability. Give me a list yep. of who's there, and then I run into them. <laughs> there we go. But um, our our men are um, we we're in crews. You know, each crew has about. Um, you know, 12 to 15 um, guys. Um, e- each guy should have an accountability partner, so you should have a partner um, that you meet with once a week. You know, go have lunch, go have breakfast. You know, um, that that's your guy that you're going to do life with. And um, prayer needs, prayer requests, and just um, leaning on one another. Um, my 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 
prayer partner or discipleship partner is Kevin Lindler. And, you know, I wouldn't, I might not be alive today if it wasn't for Kevin and, and his prayers. And, um, you know, when I was in the hospital, you know, for that three to four month period, um, every day at 730, Kevin Lindler was at my bedside, you know, every day. And matter of fact, he would come and get the morning report and, and be the one to call my wife, Crystal, you know, hey, is it a good day? Is it a bad day? And so discipleship is a lot more than just reading the Bible and yeah. meeting with somebody for lunch. It's it's who you're going to do life with. Yeah. And you can't, there's no amount of money or anything that would substitute that. Mm. That's such a good word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talk you briefly about miracles, and, and I think a lot of times we think of miracles as, you know, these Old Testament things that God used to do, but he's not in the business of, you know, working miracles. I mean, he doesn't do these kinds of things anymore. But, I mean, I've seen him perform miracles, and, mm-hmm. you know, you spoke briefly to that um, in your own personal life, but I think, you know, even just the miracle of how he works so clearly to bring you to where you are today and to just hear your story and hear, you know, how he has so clearly um, brought you to the to the ministry that you're in today and how he's continuing to work. Um, I mean, that's just a miracle in and of itself, but um, would you, like, would you mind speaking briefly to just um, – how God is still in the business of performing miracles and how that kind of has played out in your life. Every, every day is a miracle, yeah. you know, getting mm-hmm. up, you know, the Amen. sun rising is yeah. a miracle. Amen. And so, um, you know, just because it's not a flood or, right. you know, Jonah in the belly of a whale, right. you know, miracles happen every day, every moment of every day. And um, I know from my personal testimony and um, Byron Henson in our church as well, mm-hmm. you know, prayer, answered prayer is a miracle and and the, th- those are he and I are two guys that wouldn't be here without the prayers right. of this church and so um, it's neat to see how God works um, in, in everybody's life together um, for his will and to glorify him um, you know prayer my I'll be honest with you my prayer life did not start in earnest until I got sick and, you know, the story that I tell everyone is I was in bad shape. I was down to 119 pounds, um, and I was dying. I was literally dying. And um, um, it came time uh, at night to start getting ready for bed, and um, I was in the bathroom in front of my mirror. You could see every bone in my body. And my wife, Crystal, came in. Um, we looked at the mirror, and we both started crying. And I walked this was on a Monday night and I walked into my bedroom. She went back up front to, um, help the kids and supper. And I got down on my knees and I prayed, Lord, I'm dying and I need a miracle. And I don't want to leave my wife and children. Um, the next morning I felt a little bit better. The rest of the week, every day got better. A week from that Monday night, I went back to work. I went back to work (laughs) and spent three hours in the office just hanging out in the office, but I felt that much better. And ever since then, um, you want to talk about prayer life? (laughs) I pray about everything. And and, and the Bible says pray without ceasing. And um, I used to think that that was just, okay, I have to go to the Lord in a formal prayer. And (laughs) and it's not. I just – 
I talk to him. Yeah. I'm in the truck and I say, Lord, you know, who do you want me to help today? Or Lord, you know, please send homeworks a little money. And um, the next day, $35,000 shows up or $15 shows up, you know, and he just has a knack of, of showing us every day through his creation, um, through his covenant and through Jesus that he is still in the miracle business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's such a good word. And mm-hmm. gosh, it, I mean, it's just so, it always is so encouraging to talk to people in our church and to hear how God has changed their lives um, and to see that like he's still doing that. And I hope it's an encouragement to people that are listening that may, you know, feel like prayers aren't answered or, you know, he's not, you know, he's not there and they can't, you know, they can't really sense his presence. But like, you know, if you trust him, I mean, he is faithful to fulfill his promises if we trust him. And, and when we come to that place where we realize that it's, it's for his glory and for his namesake, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a life changer. Mm-hmm. And I like how you mentioned it. it's a community effort. Oh, like our church is important. If 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 I didn't have if my family did not have our church, um, and specifically me for real, um, I was one of those guys that I wasn't going to do this discipleship the way we we do it. Um, the model that we that we have here at First Baptist was taken from a ministry here in Columbia called Focus Living Ministries, and guys in our church about 11, 12 years ago. Um, started going and they had a group going and I wasn't going to do it. I was not going to do it. Um, it was not at First Baptist. I'm a loyalty guy. I'm not going. Um, I'm not going to go in some room and spill my guts to people I don't know. And so finally, Kevin Lindler and Robert Hood, they cornered me one night. And, and it was after a year of me coming up with every excuse. My grandma died twice. You know, my dog died. I can't go. You know, and finally, my wife, Crystal, said, just go with them one time, get it over with, and you'll be done. And, you know, I grew up in the Baptist church um, here in Columbia all my life. And I went to one meeting and... Um, uh, Dave Andes and Perry Bowers, they, they led us to the cross that night. And, mm-hmm. and in about 30 minutes, I realized how much I did not know mm-hmm. and how much I was missing the mark as a Christian man, as a Christian leader of my household. Um, it was all about me. And, you know, you come off as a humble guy that serves and does everything at the church, but it was my plan and the way I wanted to do it. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, discipleship entering into that just really it turned my life around in such a positive and great way and you know I've talked about being sick you know when you have guys around you like Kevin Lindler and Byron Henson and James Roberts and Terry Huffstedler and those guys that just come and sit with you they'll come to the hospital um, Reggie Shaw mm-hmm. would come to my room and not say a word and just read scripture mm-hmm. you know he'd come in hey is it okay if I read you some scripture well I'm not going anywhere so, <laughs> you know <laughs> but um, so cool. you know and just uh, it's so much more um, than you could ever dream of of having a good discipleship group and so we, we brought um, salt uh, that's what it was called salt here to First Baptist with um um, a few of us, and it started, and now we average 120 guys, 12 crews, and the great thing is it's it's now part of our, the men that are involved, it's part of their DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, when's real going to get back? You know, when are we going to meet again? And they're meeting on their own without anybody telling them. And mm-hmm. so 
um, and looking at the relation. Everybody has relationships in their life, and we call it the hand. You know, you've got five relationships. You got your relationship with God, your your wife, your husband, your wife, your kids, your fellow believers, and the lost. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody should have somebody on their heart that is lost and they need to witness to. Mm-hmm. And and it's a great thing now how God's moving with our new pastor with Wes, and how we're to be on mission, not mm-hmm. just on Sundays, but every <laughs> moment of every day. Yes. And and that's what it's all about. And and before discipleship in my life personally, I'd have never seen that. I would have never taken the opportunity, you know, being in construction, I came in contact with hundreds of people a week, Mm -hmm. and I never brought my faith up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they knew I went to church because a lot of them saw me on TV. Mm -hmm. Um, But now it's the first priority of Mm -hmm. where, and I used to ask where you go to church, (laughs) but for a lot of people that that brings up maybe bad memories or or whatever, you know. Mm I just find a way to start talking about Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it, it kind of melts the ice a little bit and gives an opportunity to tell about his love, mm. especially through swinging a hammer. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, let's go through the things that you're involved in and talk about how other people can be involved in those because you want to get more in, right? Certainly. All certainly. right. So let's do real. Okay. If, if a fellow's listening and um, doesn't have that community, what's the best way? Just come. Um, we, we have three during the semester. We have two semesters a year, and we have three on-campus events in Ellis Hall. I would urge you, I would beg you, plead with you, just come. Um, we try to run real where there's not really a start or a finish. The books that we read um, mostly are independent chapters, so you don't have to um, feel afraid of being behind in whatever we're doing. Um, just come and get involved. We'll find a place for you. Um, uh, a lot of people say that Rio might be cliquish or, or what have you. That's not the case. We want you to be with the people that you can do life with. And so that's your mm-hmm. friends or that's your um, close, close-knit close buddies here at church. But I would tell you it's the best thing that you can do. And um your wife will really appreciate it if you do come. So it's never too late to get involved, ever. And then Awana and children's ministry. We need volunteers out the wazoo. (laughs) Um, We need volunteers because we have a lot of great energy at our church. Um, Our our children's area is growing. Um, New families are coming because of um, Wes um, in the pulpit and, and preaching the word. Um, there's a new energy here. And so we need more volunteers to help our children grow in, um, in Jesus, um, learn more about him, learn scripture. Um, Awana is an easy way to plug in um, because you don't have to prepare during the week, um, but you do have to obligate Sunday nights. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to treat that lightly it's a it is an obligation it's um um but it's very rewarding and you meet a lot of adults you know down in the area and form bonds and we have a big church and i tell everybody you need to do one thing you can't just come to church on sunday and get Mm -hmm. plugged in you've got to do one thing whether it be our choir um the tv ministry or awana or real um student ministries if you do that one thing um, this church will shrink quickly mm-hmm. for you, yes. and um, yeah. you meet a lot of great people. And Awana is one of those ways. Yeah. 
And then let's say somebody wants to volunteer with HomeWorks. How do they do that? HomeWorks, you go to our website, um, www.homeworksofamerica.org. It's the longest tagline of all taglines ever. <laughs> um, but you can go to our website. Um, our dates um, for work will be on there. The best thing to do is call the office and speak with our volunteer coordinator. Um, and she can um, get you plugged in with a work date that, that's best for you or your group. And um, we'll take individuals, we'll take groups, um, any age over 11, um, we're glad to work with. And you don't have to be a construction expert. Um, we want this to be more about service than um, being Bob Vila. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of home improvement to you, Tool Man Taylor. That's it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But we're a lot safer than Tim the Tool Man. <laughs> Not more power? What? That's it. <laughs> well, Joey, thank you so much yeah. for spending the time with us. It's been really encouraging to hear your story. And so we're just really grateful that you took the time to share. Thank you very much. And um, thank you all for what you do um, in getting people to know our church better and our church members better. And um, there is no greater place to worship God than First Baptist Church Columbia. Amen. Let's close there. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all next time. See you next time.